The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Clean Nation, Mike Campion here uh, with Jared Robinson. He is one of our amazing traffic coaches and uh, world travelers. Probably got the most uh, freaking flyer miles of anyone on the team. And I travel quite a bit, so that's saying something. All right, so today um, we are going to cover, I know a lot of you guys, probably my least favorite thing to hear is when I ask about accounting information, like basics, like revenue, profit, like just general, like not like, what did you spend on electricity last month? But like general revenue, like, oh, my accountant handles that. Makes me sick because as an owner, it's a-okay to have an accountant prepare your statements, but you've got, they don't handle that. <laughs> like That's a big deal. You've got to be on top of that. My second least favorite thing is, oh, my marketing people handle that. Uh, and typically marketing people is some dude that charges you 500 bucks a month that doesn't know anything and marketed you off some, I don't know, it's not a scalable thing. And we use that as an excuse not to know how many leads, bid sales that we have and how much we're paying and blah, 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 blah. And just, it feels good to go, oh, I've got an account to handle all that. I'm too important for that. You are not, especially if you're under $10 million, you need to be on, you're over 10 million. Every CEO, I can't imagine you've got to, you've got to have some handle on sales and revenue and profit. Um, same with marketing, right? You've got to at least have the, and again, you don't need to know every last detail, but you need to know some stuff. So typically people make two mistakes on looking for uh, people. One, they hire someone too cheap and just have no outcomes that they are accountable for. And the guy's like, oh, you got a million engagement on this social media platform or that social media platform. I go, great. How many? How much money did you spend and how many leads did you get? They don't have any answer for that. Um, or we spent a lot of money on a marketing company that is way too big and way too expensive for what we do. And we still don't hold them accountable. Maybe they get some results, but we're not really able to handle it. So I wanted to talk with Jared about kind of the different ways of managing that. And I guess the big, the way I see it, there's sales, there's marketing and there's social. So sales, we don't have to really cover today. Um, that would just be a different thing for a different topic, but we want to make sure they're separate from marketing. So a lot of times we do nonsense like i'll just hire a salesperson and they'll go out and build the relationships and find everything and close them and then you know make sure they're happy afterwards and great that's guy doesn't exist and if he does he's 200 grand a year and when he leaves he's going to try and take half your clients and good luck finding him and you have to hold his hand and pat his head there it's it's just a it's it's not a it's not a real paradigm so we won't talk about that now other than to say we want the salesperson just closing leads not generating leads marketing generates leads um and you are pretty much going to spend time or money, right? If you've got, and really you're just going to spend time because money is other people's time. <laughs> That's really all the money is going to do for you. Even if like, no, I give it to Facebook. Yeah. Facebook spent a decade or so congealing a bunch of eyeballs in one place and they're going to sell that time to you. So that would be the kind of foundation where I was hoping to squeeze some uh, brain juice out of Jared for Jared. The floor is yours, my friend. Awesome. So yeah, I think, yeah, there's a lot there. So let me, let's go backwards here. So when you are trying to find yourself, like what Mike described is like, uh, what am I supposed to be looking for? How am I supposed to hire? What am I, what are the numbers I care about? Or what, what questions do I even ask to know if I'm getting the right marketer or all this kind of stuff? The, something that we do within Grow My Cleaning Company is we never just like hire someone off of their work because everyone is great at their job or everyone's going to say, yep, this is awesome, is that we we run a test period. And I know that 
this may not be capable in all areas of jobs, but when it comes to your marketing, it totally can be because it's, it can be a contracted position that you're hiring out for. And so you can run a test period to say, great, here is the time period that you have. And here's the goal that we would like to hit in that time period. Because I can go on and say, look at all the amazing things that I did. But as a marketer, we are going to be very good at presenting the correct numbers that sound correct. And so like, if I say to you, every... Uh, fifth child is Chinese that is born in the world. Logically, I could say to you, that means if you have five kids, one of them is guaranteed to be Chinese. Now, statistically, that makes sense, but I'm just making the numbers up to and make Jared's it so that- tested it, by the way. He's got the five kids so yeah. far, no Chinese. So keep no trying. Chinese ones. Yeah, <laughs> no Chinese ones. And so that's just me taking numbers and presenting them to you and then saying to you, so this is the logic that's behind it. And the truth is, Jared, let's have you test it. Let's have you have five kids and see if any of them come out Chinese and then we'll we'll go forward from there. So you can do this with a contracted position for marketers. You can say, hey, here's what we want to accomplish. And where a lot of marketers are going to want to hang out is in that visibility Mm -hmm. uh, zone. We're going to want to move that marketer past that visibility and into the KPIs. Like what, what uh, the return on investment, how can I get my money out of my marketing? So I'm looking for leads, for example. And so I want X amount of leads and then have that conversation with them. Here's how much, or her, here's how much money I have. Here's what I want to accomplish. How many leads can I get from this? And now we have a tangible number that we can hold accountable for. And if they come back and say, well, a thousand people saw your posts. You can say, great, not what we talked about. I needed X amount of leads for X amount of dollars. How, where are we there? And that's going to help you really avoid that, you know, these contracts or these traps that you can be trapped into that really don't produce results for you. And I would double down on this when it comes to social media marketing, because they're even better at look at all the engagement, look at all the views, look at all the blah, 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 blah. And to be fair, you have to hold account. You have to hold people accountable to what they're accountable for. So, like with Jared, he he is responsible for bringing leads. He does an amazing job. We get hundreds of leads a month. It, it, what I consider to be very, well, not consider what the numbers show to be very profitable. So, I I appreciate all of that. Um, that's his focus, you know. And I kind of help him any way I can. But I run the sales team, and um, the sales team when we have coaches are often like this guy's no good or that guy's no good. And I quashed that right away. Right. So if I went to Jared and went, yeah, these leads suck. You got to be careful on that. Right. Cause Jared's doing a great job. And so be careful. So we don't want to under expect, which is what you tell me what to measure and you tell me if you're doing a good job. And then regardless of making any money, I guess you just say, if you're doing a great, like Jared doesn't just tell me he's doing a good job. He's like, this is what I spent, which I see on the PL. Here's the leads that came in, which I see we have, we have systems and processes. So obviously Jared tells me, but I can verify all that on my own. And then it's my job to make sure we have a process to turn those leads into business, business sales. So that said, I think the first person to have this conversation with is yourself. So when we hired Jared, I already knew how many leads we needed and what they should cost. So, and I'd done it either myself or manage another, I think we had a outside agency as opposed to a full-time person, but I was pretty clear on what could happen and what was going on. Um, So, and before we had the agency, I think I did it. I did do it. And I, so I was able to do it. And then the agency was able to do it. And then Jared was able to do it. But if I hadn't done any of those steps and I just went to Jared and he's a good guy, but he might've 
who knows? He can say anything you want to know about what a good KPI is. And if I don't know, I'm going to get, I'm going to get stuck. So I, what do you think about kind of having this conversation with yourself? And I think, I know people just want to jump to, oh, I'll hire someone else. I'll hire someone else. How important do you think it is to do it yourself? How long should that happen? What are your thoughts on what you do first before you hire? It doesn't have to be an agency. It can just be a guy. And Jared happens to be, you know, I think a general full-time commitment with us, but um, I don't, it didn't start that way. We started just like Jared said with here's a little bit and he liked us and we liked him and we moved forward and forward and um, that that's how it worked out. But yeah, how would you walk that through knowing what you know about our clients? Yeah. And just to clarify, yeah, I think I, I was with you probably six weeks before I was in your actual ad account. And so there was a period to just know that Jared knew what he was talking about before. I think it was in November that I came in and by January, I was allowed access and into the account and going. So and vice versa, um, by the way, we're, we're a kooky group here, right? It's, you know, Jared could have been like, oh, this is, this isn't my cup of tea. And once he's already in and ingratiated, he might be like, oh, I feel guilty or I left my other job or he's unduly in and he's like, yeah, this isn't it, but I kind of, I'm stuck and vice versa. We're like, oh, he's already whatever. So kind of the reason we kept a little arm's length was for both of us. So he could make sure this is where he wanted to go. And we, we, it has to be a fit on both sides. So it's not just us interviewing him. If they're a good marketer. They're going to be interviewing you as well. Right. No, exactly right. Yeah. So to, to answer that question though, of, uh, I think that the way, you know, I think the keyword that you had in there is like, I knew how much it cost. So I knew generally, and you have an advantage is that you were able to talk to other people and figure that out. And I know that cleaners also have that advantage is that you can rub shoulders with other people and say, Hey, what are you paying for this? How much are you getting for this? What do you have? You know, what's your, how much you paying in marketing? How much any leads you get? And you can kind of start to figure those numbers out. And then once you kind of figure those numbers out, you can, the way, let me tell you, let me share this. The way I learned my trade was not through college, though I have a degree. It was not through college. Is your degree I, even in marketing? It was communications. You know, it's crazy. I knew, I don't think I knew. I thought Jared had a degree, but if you made me bet on it, I wouldn't bet. I was that unconfident. No idea what it was. It could have had yeah. nothing to do with marketing. And I just assumed even if it wasn't marking, I wouldn't have been like, oh, that's why I hired him. I would have been like, oh, I'm sure that was 0% of the value he brings me. 100% of the value he brings happened outside of college, just from my yep. perspective. Anyway, go yep, ahead. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I shadowed. So I pretty much hooked up with a marketer, worked for free and shadowed everything that he did and learned from him. And he was great. And then there, I took that into an agency. And then I worked my way up through an agency until I felt ready to be what I was doing. So you can do now i'm not saying you need to go in there and shadow a marketer but you can have essentially other owners of cleaning companies that you can say hey give me your numbers what are you hitting at where is this at and then kind of apply that into what you're doing really youtube is your best friend when it comes to learning anything marketing wise you can really go into youtube and figure out a lot of stuff that can be really useful for you but my recommendation is always yeah start with a small budget rub shoulders with someone you trust know something about and Start advertising within your account and learning what that looks like. Because when someone comes in, it's it's similar like if you know you know the foundation of a home. If a plumber comes in and starts to go into your attic, you go, wait a second, I don't know if that's where the pipes are. Mm -hmm. But if they go under the sink, you're going to be like, okay, at least this guy's in the right direction. When he's talking, I understand the lingo. And so when he says, hey, this will be eight million dollars, you can say, no, that's not that doesn't sound right. And you can do something similar within your ad account. So it, with you being in there, you're kind of learning what it looks like, what it feels like, what spend is like, what numbers mean what. And then that allows you to that when you do bring someone in who says, I'm really good at this, you can, you get that own kind of uh, verification that, yeah, they are good at this. I can understand what they're saying. And let me give, agree with everything Jared said with a couple of caveats. Um, one, be really, because all we do is coach owners of cleaning companies and 
these are our clients, which are the best of the best that have invested themselves and they're paying to rub shoulders with Jared and like really know that they know that they know the numbers. I'd say less than one in a hundred, A, know their numbers, B, know the right numbers. So I get a little nervous when you're like rub shoulders with other people. I'm like, if you can find one, absolutely. But just be, and there's, there's two layers to that. One is know what the heck they're doing and 99% of my experience don't. Two, are they going to be honest with you and share real numbers? And that's, you know, I don't know. That's just you judge me, you know. <laughs> you yeah, my hope would be if they're rubbing shoulders with other owners of cleaning companies that they don't gain anything off of, you're not trying to sell their services. So you can legit say, hey, what do you see for your cost for leads or whatever? Certainly if they're in for market, right? Like I could see if I'm in Tampa and there's another guy in Tampa going, hey, show me all your ad accounts. Like, well, that's my ad account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the guy's in Dallas, I don't really have a lot of a lot of concern. Um so that, that's just my big concern there is, and do you have any thoughts on how to know? Cause do you know, I mean, I just, I think, yes, absolutely. If you can make that happen where you find a guy that actually knows what he's talking about, everyone thinks they knows what they're talking about. No one's going to say I'm half an idiot, but here's my stuff. They're all going to tell you they're a genius. Mm-hmm. So any, any word to the wise on how to actually find someone that is actually doing a good job and actually willing to share that? Yeah. I, I mean, the same way you do, Mike, I know that you have a community of people that you can draw into. You're, you are coached as well in how and what you do. And so there are, you know, for a great example, Facebook groups like Grow My Cleaning Company Facebook group, for example, that has owners of cleaning companies in that are willing to share what they're doing and the numbers that they have. And so that's where I, and again, you don't want to just go in blind faith and jump in and say, well, this person's doing this, but a community, I feel like is I, I use a community as well. It's how I can know if Mike comes to me with some harebrained idea and says, well, how much is that going to cost me? I a lot of times can go and rub shoulders with some of these guys and say, hey, is anyone doing something like this? And they can say, yeah, I am. And I can say, what are you paying for that? And kind of get my information that way. So two things on that. One, and this is a great thing to add of when you're looking for somebody, Jared, without me ever saying anything is constant, I shouldn't say constantly, but for my, and I don't sit with him. He's in Portugal right now. I'm in Arizona. So I clearly don't know what he actually does day to day. But from my experience, he has several groups that he's a member of that are marketing groups that he was, I'm guessing, a member of before he was with us. And, you know, God forbid, it, or whenever he moves on, he'll continue to be, you know, that's just who he was. He was a marketer before me. I don't, I'm not like, Jared, do the stuff. I remember you're like, hey, do you mind if I take a couple of days off? I want to go to a marketing conference. Like, of course. Yes. Of course. Do you mind if I take a couple of days off to get better at my job that obviously will help me as a human, but you, of course. So that's a great indicator of constant education. The next thing, and I hate to, this is going to sound just like a flat out sales pitch, but I don't care. I just want to get you guys what you need. The, the community he's talking about for me, I pay for that. Like it's a very expensive community, well over 50 grand a year. Um, and I know I'm getting good people and they are good people and they, because they're all paying. So we're all super into that. Um, our community, our paid community, when they get in, they don't know that stuff. When they get out, they do. The Facebook group that we have is 15,000 members. It's completely free. I wouldn't trust anybody in that thing. Um, yeah. No offense. I just, I'm that picky about marketing. So I'm not trying to pat myself on the back that hard or go, you got to do that. I'm just, I, yes, that mentorship is really good. Just if you can find it. And Jared's like, you got people. I'm like, I pay for those. And I don't know if your groups are free. And I will say, I think marketing is a community is a little more open than, and they know, at least some of them know about marketing with cleaning, if you're in a cleaning. So I guess what I would do is I would look first, honestly, I would look for a marketer and, t- and rub shoulders there and join the marketing groups, not the cleaning groups. Because the marketing groups, and I'm sure Jared would vouch, half those people are idiots and I know which are which and half know what they're talking about. And I'm, I'm able to pay attention to the ones that are good. And I know how to weed out the ones that are idiots. When it comes to cleaning groups about marketing, I, I it's one in a hundred tops. And may, I've, I don't, troll the group. So I don't, I'm talking my own group, which I should, if I should, my own free group, I wouldn't trust like one in a hundred in there. So 
is that fair, Jared, to be like, maybe look in market, either pay someone that knows what the heck they're doing or look in the marketing people because then they're, and again, you're not going to get the nuance around what your thing should be, but at least you'll get good marketing advice. If you go into a cleaning company, I think you get terrible marketing advice that may be nuanced to your job, but it's still bad, bad feedback. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's an excellent idea. Yeah. Okay. And the whole purpose is not so that you become an expert in marketing, but that you're getting your feet wet and understanding and know that if someone goes into the attic to fix your plumbing, that that's probably not right. And that said, if I had to pick one skill, so first and foremost, as an owner, you have to, you have to have the vision and you have to bring the core values. So those are non-negotiable. Those are the on your business stuff of, and kind of systems and processes, which you don't even have to have that skill. You can pay for someone. You just have to make sure you know what systems need to be put in place and someone competent puts them into place. But casting the vision and making sure everyone runs by the core values, that's that you can't hire out. If I could pick one more job title on top of that, it would be marketing. So I get if you're like, I don't want to do that, that's fine. But And that is technically in the business, but it, I would say it is the highest in the business paid job than... Um, actually I'll split hairs for commercial. I think sales would be a little higher. Um, cause even with good marketing, you're not going to get 60 leads, right? You might get right. five or six good leads or six or seven good leads as opposed to zero to two. And um, the close rates harder. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would say sales, if you're, if you own a commercial company, I think sales would be more valuable than marketing. Um, residential by far marketing would be yep. a, the, the number one skill to have. So when Jared says you don't have to be an expert at it, you do not, but sales and marketing are the two in the business jobs, if someone's like, I want to work in my business. Okay. Those are the highest paid jobs that you can do. So if you wanted to be an expert or something, it would be that. Okay. So the big things I'm hearing is get smart enough. Oh, and the last thing I want to say on YouTube, better than Facebook groups, but oh, it's still a grain of salt, right? Because there's a couple of kinds. Most of them are trying to sell you something, which is fine, right? Especially if they're giving good feedback. We have a YouTube channel. We don't like that. You may be watching this on YouTube right now. And I know right. this one was a little salesy just because I didn't want you guys to get burned by someone that was no good, but that wasn't the goal of this. Um, but again, we've got 800 podcasts. You can watch somewhere between three and 18 and go, this guy's completely full of crap or wow, he's got to be the best maker upper of things. Like it's just hard to make up stuff for 800 podcasts. Um, so, but still you take what I had to say with a grain of salt, like he has a coaching program. So if he's a man of integrity at all, he's probably super into coaching. Right. And does that mean that coaching's bad or good? No, just means you want to take that with a grain of salt. So if I'm watching a marketing channel, I guess there might be marketers that are amazing at marketing and don't sell anything or want to market you anything. They're just want out of goodness of their heart to, to give you their information. Um, nothing wrong with that, but I'm guessing most of them are selling something and nothing's wrong with that. Especially like, you know, when you come into our program, we're going to teach you create good content that people want, give them free stuff. And then, you know, like we teach you exactly how to do it. So none of that to say just because they're on YouTube, they're untrustworthy, but also, just because they're on YouTube doesn't mean, doesn't mean they are trustworthy. So same thing, kind of just have to understand where they're coming from and they might be selling something. That's fine. Maybe, you know, that, that's okay. But just understand someone that's selling something, just as long as you know it, it's it's okay. Like if I was told you I have nothing for sale and then I told you coaching's great and then all of a sudden you found out I was selling coaching, that's kind of jivey. But if I'm like, yeah, we sell coaching and of course I think it's amazing. Good. Coaching can still be great, but you want to know we've got a perspective. So that said, I want to end Jared with... I. I found, because it took me years when I, I really want to have my, my brick and mortar companies. I wasn't really great at marketing until I started doing this, this online kind of virtual thing. And I had to get good at it. it took me freaking years. And I, I'd watch video. I mean, I spent tens of thousands of hours on courses. I spent thousands of hours on videos. It was over freaking well. And I wasn't running a company. I sold my brick and mortar company. I was kind of building this. Most people don't have that time and money to just be like, and it still took me two years to really freaking get 
what I would consider to be like a master's degree in this thing. What would you encourage those folks that are like, I don't have that kind of time. I don't have that kind of money. Maybe I don't need that kind of mastery. Just give like a zero to 20. Uh, you know, maybe they don't have to get to a hundred right off the bat miles an hour, but you know, what's, what's the first couple steps they can dip their toe in and not get hurt. Cause that's the other thing is you can spend a lot of money. Misinformation costs you a lot more, no information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a big question. So uh, realistically the, I think that there's a lot of free stuff that you can mess around with, especially when it comes to digital marketing. So for example, like social media is not, it's free until you need to start promoting. And so you can get a feel for what's working. You can get a feel for how to create, what that looks like, copy, all that kind of stuff. Just being involved and paying attention to the ads that you're seeing, all that kind of stuff. And I, I, what I do is I like, as I'm going through my Instagram, if I see something that catches my attention, I save it. There's an option that Mm -hmm. you can save right on your Instagram. It goes right on my thing because it worked. It did what it needed to do. And then when I sit down to create content, I watch them again. And I think like, what is it about this ad that won me over? And I start to do it. And then I just see what works. And then as once something works, that's when I pay for it. I'm not paying for something that doesn't work. You know what I mean? And so you can really just kind of start to put your lens on, your hat on of saying, I'm going to start paying attention to what I'm doing and what I'm seeing and what grabs my attention and then implement that. And because you're owners of cleaning companies, like, the marketing is not overly creative, but there's a lot of marketing in the world that is, and you can take and steal from other stuff and then say, this really worked for me. I like the direction they're going. I want to kind of put that into my own brand. And so just like that own voice, your own feel that's kind of coming in, you can really take charge of that right off the bat in that zero to 20 range. And then once you feel like, man, yeah, people, I'm getting feedback. People seem to like this as I'm selling. People mention that, you know, then it's like, now I feel comfortable moving forward with this messaging. That's a great point. So yeah, and again, we're not going to steal other people's stuff, but concepts of, oh, that was kind of fun. How can I make that work in my business? And the cool thing is on social, you can put it up for free and just see what engages more or what doesn't engage more. And then when you go to paid, you've at least got something that engaged with your people at some level. Great, great start. All right. I could talk to Jared about this for many, many moons, but we're running short on time. Grow My Cleaning Company. If you need more help, go to growmycleaningcompany.com. We've got, like I said, over 800 podcasters, a 15,000 member group. I've got two books out, tons and tons of free or very, very inexpensive content. Go check it out. See you soon. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me. But like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing. Share it with a friend. Share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431. 602-932-6431. I am the only one who respond to these texts and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is man. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now. 602-932-6431. Give me a text. Say hey. Can't wait to meet you.